A while back, I bought myself a pair of speedy running shoes. I don't think I'm supposed to mention the brand, but those of you who are runners can probably guess which one. Anyway, these shoes work really well, and over the last few months I've been setting personal bests at the little road races I run around Massachusetts. Now, I should emphasize that by personal bests, I only mean a noticeable step up from the pedestrian plotting of a gimpy geezer that has been my average pace heretofore. But it's been a fun summer for running. Sadly, I know that next summer will be different. I don't know of any even more advanced footwear that could speed me up, and I'm keenly aware that in the background, Father Time has not relented in his sinister work on my joints. A slowdown is inevitable. The tax cut of 2017 was a bit like a pair of speedy running shoes for U.S. corporate earnings. It allowed for a short-run burst of strong year-over-year gains. However, since the start of this year, these gains have plateaued, and earnings growth is likely to be very slow going forward. In the week ahead, 126 S&P 500 companies will report their third quarter numbers. Through last Thursday, 66, or 17.6% of market cap, had reported, with 82% beating expectations on earnings and 47% beating on revenues. However, overall operating earnings per share, as measured by Standard & Poor's, were tracking down 2.8% for the season, despite a 1.6% decline in share count. If the earnings season follows its normal pattern, the tracking number will begin to rise over the next two weeks and could yet come in positive for the quarter. However, this would still represent a fourth consecutive low single year-over-year increase in operating EPS, following sparkling gains in the prior two years. So what's the problem with profits? Well, one clear problem has been the slowdown in global economic activity and a rise in the value of the dollar, both of which have hurt overseas earnings. While exports only accounted for 12% of the U.S. GDP last year, overseas sales amounted to 43% of the sales of S&P 500 companies, underscoring how much more important the rest of the world is to large U.S. corporations than to the economy as a whole. A reduction in broad trade tensions, and in particular the trade war between the United States and China, could both boost global growth and trigger a dollar slide. However, neither of these seems likely in advance of next November's U.S. elections leaving overseas earnings challenged for at least the next year. In the week ahead, flash PMI data for the US, Japan and the Eurozone should show continued global weakness into October. A second problem is, of course, slower US growth. Numbers in durable goods orders for September due out on Thursday should help confirm a second consecutive fall in business fixed investment in the third quarter and help narrow forecasts of third quarter real GDP growth, which appears to be tracking a pace of between 1% and 2%. Momentum entering the fourth quarter is also soft, hurting corporate profits, which are usually highly levered to the overall pace of economic activity. A third problem this quarter is energy, with crude oil prices and natural gas prices down roughly 19% year over year. The energy sector accounted for 6.3% of S&P 500 operating EPS in the third quarter of 2018, but based on analyst estimates, it may have only accounted for 4.1% last quarter. A fourth problem is accelerating wages and decelerating productivity. A hallmark of this expansion so far has been the very weak response in wage growth to declines in the unemployment rate. However, with the unemployment rate now at a 50-year low, average hourly earnings for production non-supervisory workers were up 3.5% year-over-year in the third quarter, marking the strongest year-over-year gain in a decade. Meanwhile, productivity measures appear to be moving in the opposite direction, with real GDP per worker likely only up by less than 1% year-over-year, in the third quarter. Both of these trends are squeezing corporate profitability. 
However, the most important explanation for the slowdown in profit growth is simply the fading effects of tax reform. According to Standard & Poor's, between 2016 and 2018, the average corporate income tax rate for S&P 500 companies fell from 26.4% to 17.7%. While this includes federal, state, local and foreign income taxes, the biggest change was the reduction in the federal corporate income tax rate from 35% to 21%, effective January 1, 2018. While this federal tax rate change is permanent, the all-in effective income tax rate for S&P 500 companies has averaged 18.9% so far this year. Other tax provisions favoring corporations, such as the expensing of capital spending, helped most in the first year, while the amortization of R&D expenditures starting in 2022 will further add to corporate tax bills. On top of this, the Tax Act led to a wave of stock buybacks, which appear to have crested with share count declining 2.2% in the first quarter of this year, but just 1.6% in the third. Adding it up, while earnings growth may pop in the fourth quarter, due to a very easy comparison with last year, in 2020 and beyond, profits will likely struggle to exceed low single-digit growth. For investors, this does not mean shunning U.S. stocks. After all, the alternatives in terms of domestic fixed income and cash look distinctly unappealing. However, with earnings growth likely to remain low, investors should temper their expectations of broad stock market gains going forward and instead focus on those areas of the market that are either unjustifiably cheap or have a genuine opportunity to produce fast-growing profits in an otherwise difficult earnings environment. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.